It's not a competition, but then again, everything is. Like trying to have a conversation, and afterwards asking who wins. Every person that you talk to is the co-host of that moment in your life. Might be one podcast too many, but we're only one small slice of the pie. It's the cultural content consumption appraisal. did it you're here you survived summer and it is now autumn does it feel like it does it feel like autumn for me it's the end of september and it feels like summer is just getting started how is it in your ends mr christopher anusis um seasonal autumnal cold yes Mm. cold windy rainy Mm. sunny yes miserable it is sunny though it is sunny with all that it's sunny yeah it's always sunny here on in the pod. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit of internet Jokes connection. Jokes plenty, guys. Welcome to the pod. We're back. <laughs> we are back. We are reviewing content. We were just discussing how on a sitcom week, we could have we could have jumped in for this record far earlier than we did. We have lives. We have schedules. We have busy things going on. And then, I mean, you got you got to predict this sort of thing, right? Because we give each other such short, digestible content. Spoiler, that might not happen for the following week. Fingers crossed. But um, we ended up both paying it off longer than we should have. But the plus side is it's very fresh in our minds. One of us has watched an episode of Ted Lasso. One of us has watched an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. But before we get into all of that, you've joined the pod. You're thinking, who are these English boys talking about the weather? I mean, we don't have quite enough weather chat on the pod, so I'm, I'm happy to start bringing that in. But what is this pod even about? What is the format? I feel I sense some sort of gamey competition vibe even though we're just all chatting here so christopher competition jeff well everything is i mean if we get right down to it well i feel like you know (laughs) i want to get to some reviews so how can we do this as quickly as possible 30 seconds 30 seconds on shall i I try tell them in 30 seconds please try and tell them in 30 seconds but while doing so no i'm not going to do that to you while doing so do a really (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do really I'm just but, gonna tell them normally in thirty seconds. Do a really politically incorrect accent and say something <laughs> problem say something problematic. No, no, you're good. Just just tell tell them what the pod's about and don't get cancelled. Good luck. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> well but, well um, uh, everyone has that friend, right? Yes. Who they like force content onto, right? Who they then predict if they're gonna enjoy said content and see if they can win a game of like friendship and content, right? Well, if you don't, you should. Yeah. But if, <laughs> but if you if you can't find one, then that's what we're here for. Aww. We're just two friends who review content that we pitch each other each week, and then we guess how much they're going to enjoy it. And if we get get it close, we win, and that's the end. Oh, beautifully done! Win a game of friendship and content. That's what we're exactly. trying to do. I mean, the I life. I, <laughs> I mean, the lifelong question that I didn't even realize was a question. And so, <laughs> this is crazy. Can someone win a friendship? Yes. <laughs> and that is why we have a Would podcast. you like an example of winning a friendship? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Buying them merch. Oh, okay. So it's, uh, what's the word? It's Money. just be... <laughs> <laughs> you can buy friendship. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. But then in the, you know, in the continuum of life, then the other Which I friend... think was a, I think that was a plot line on Ted Lasso. <laughs> really? I can't remember this. Yes. Speaking well... of... Let's go. Speaking of you remembering something in Ted Lasso and me instantly going, no, I don't remember that. I watched this episode you recommended me. I've never seen that before in my life, mate. What's going on into my brain? Like, no, I have. It's just crazy how, like, things plop off. So we've got um, another uh, friend who seasons two and three of Ted Lasso we watched with him. I think he deserves a name shout out. What do you think? What, Mr. Our, Christopher Peel? Our partner. <laughs> yes, Mr. Christopher <laughs> Peel. Um, so uh, around the time of, you know, season one taking off and being a big deal, um, we found out he was super into it too. So for seasons two and three, 
we watched every single episode together right and every now and again friendship. Was something... that's how you win friendship <laughs> <laughs> oh what with it being a three-way draw yeah yes yes um but then uh he would occasionally when i was like oh i don't know what that's about i don't remember he was on it oh that's because that happened da, da, da. did you remember how much he would like i'm not saying you never had one of those but he was very on it and every now and again mm. i was like am i is it just this show or is it my civ like memory i don't know what's happening it's a combination of both i come to the conclusion because i guess it's also I don't know about you, but like there is so much in the last 10 to 15 years of the way we consume stuff has become binging. And with this yep. show, it was a bit more spaced out. We dripped, man. We dripped and dripped. <laughs> and it was enjoyable. I need to tell you, um, OCD wise, I'm not sure which bothers me more. The fact that we didn't, as a group of three friends, watch season one together or the fact that the one week we missed as a podcast was the second week of this year. Like, both of those are just niggles that I can't resolve in my head. You just, I, we can't, and I was thinking, okay, so what? We'll all get together you know we and rewatch season one, but then, then I'll just be hanging and I'll, what, have to rewatch season two and three solo? I guess that might be the way. Yeah, go on, what can we do? No, I was thinking, the, mm. the fact that we don't have, like, that we missed one week of podcasting ah, this year. Why would you bring that and up? And that was because we were new. We didn't know what we were doing. No. We didn't know what consistency was. We were finding our now, feet. Now, we're relentless, because me and you are consistent kings. Yes. However, mm. um... We could oh, record we a fake second episode of the pod. Wow. In fact, we have our oh first remote recording pod somewhere, which we never released, which was us just testing remote recording. Oh, we could fine. That we could just stick in as episode. That, that Are episode. you telling me that I'm, let alone forgetting episodes of a sitcom I watched, am I forgetting episodes of podcasts we've recorded? Because what? We didn't. The, the, the remote one, we put up. We just had bad... No. No, no. We we the first time we tried to remote record a pod, uh-huh. I said, "Let's just do a test. Let's just have a conversation ah. and record it and see if I can make it work or whatever." Ah. And then I saved that and I mm. kind of tested it, or whatever. I was like, "It worked." But now did we, we do, do the game? No, we did no game. We just had a chat. Ah. It could be a bonus. How old were we? Bonus that I. <laughs> when that was I, It's a bonus that we could say came out back then and just sort it in. No, no, Jeff. Okay, so that's the way. Except I can... the people who listen to this episode. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty early in. If you've already bailed on us, that you know, shade on the thirty-second game. And yeah, I we told the you what the structure was. Really good. We then started the structure and then we just. <laughs> derailed ted lasso <laughs> i'm talking about it so basically i've enjoyed watching it with my friends and then i've gone back to an episode to watch solo again like this season one is my lonely ted lasso season apparently because every time i watch it i'm alone and mm. christopher i think if i'm right shouted it out because you were doing a bit listen you got to go with us through the the forest of references and tangents and connections you were listening to jason sudeikis on a favorite of ours films to be buried with with brett goldstein who is on ted lasso and his co-star is Jason Sudeikis, the star of the show. And so it's a big deal that he's finally on. He does a two-parter. And they both brought up and referenced season uh, one, episode four, as like the one where stuff comes together, right? Yeah. And that was the reason you p- you pitched this episode. Did you, when it was yeah. mentioned, remember? And also, I, I've p- I, I pitched Ted Lasso because we recently finished Ted Lasso. So I thought sure. it would be a good way to call back and talk about Ted Lasso. Yes. But yeah, and it was just when Brett, I think Brett, I can't remember, I thought mm. he used the word magic about when mm, he did this. Yes. And that he felt that it it sort of was all just clicking and coming together. And and I also think that this episode sums up exactly what the show's all about in terms of being funny in a funny sitcom, but having like great emotional connections and like sort of just ticking all the Ted Lasso boxes if there were Ted Lasso boxes to tick. Because yes. I think people probably look at it as like, oh, it's that stupid series about that American guy who tries to manage a football team, but there's so much more to it mm. and has many levels. And this episode touches all those levels. Plus you get a great guest appearance from Anthony Head as well. Yes. That, is that his name? Yeah, Anthony, name right? Anthony Stewart Head, oh. Anthony Head. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. So he, oh, sorry, and he's... Oh, didn't middle name him. <laughs> You know what I remember? Of course, you being the Buffy guy would oh, know his mate. middle name. As a Buffy super fan, I remember to this day, at some point, you know... just Giles, was, everybody. Uh, Giles was the character he played. He was the watcher in uh, Buffy. And I remember very vividly... This might get pitched, you know. I remember very vividly reading a lot of interviews and he was doing, <laughs> he was doing an album. And I remember vividly the cover and it was called <laughs> Elevator Music. And I was like, I'm going to buy that album. And I didn't, but I did listen to it. And it was all right. And just, just watch your, watch your back, basically. Um, back to back to the show. This is very interesting. I want to talk to because um, talking to getting a bit more um, IRL feedback from the people about our podcast. I want to talk to to the 
there's more out there of the non-converted to Ted Lasso than I than I would have thought just because the discourse online was plenty. That's how you lose friendship. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's a really it's a really interesting show. It's uh, and yeah, got very very talked about online. It, it makes me think how like some shows like Scrubs and Friends would have survived in the in the modern era of online discourse because basically having just come out of season three where okay many many spoilers ahead it seems to be over jason sudeikis at least star ted lasso has moved back to america he's out um they they're still not 100 percent confirmed but it seems to be the show is over but by the end i want to not use especially judgy terminology but compared to what it was season one episode four it becomes What's the better word for bloated? It's a really bigger show, okay, mm. by the end. It's a lot more ambitious, and it's a lot more freewheeling and all over the place. And basically, okay, longer story short, the running times are all over the fucking shop for a sitcom, okay? <laughs> At some point, I can't remember if it's mid-season two or something, it goes from, like, nice 30-minute episodes to, like, here's a 55-minute, here's an hour 20 for you, and it's like, geez, Jesus. Apple yeah. um, TV has changed things. So it's really interesting to come well, to out be, of season three. Way, right. Apple TV hasn't changed things. That's just, that's what Streaming. That's what the whole House of Cards yeah. Netflix original pitch was, was 100%. that we're not con- constrained to yes. TV conventions. And no, no, no. No shade on Apple yeah. TV specifically. Um, that's weirdly defensive of you. So, but yes. Yeah, in well, gen- <laughs> I've got, I've, I'm going to the Apple church later. So, you know, <laughs> <I've>... <laughs> yeah, no, no. Apologies to um, for the sacrilege there. But uh yeah, so it was really interesting to come back to because basically we have this, uh, these eternal arguments about sitcoms, right? So firstly, put it out there, connective tissue to last week's episode. This might just be it. This might be the anti-it's-always-sunny that I'm always blathering on about needing, apparently. Where it's like, except, it's, it's, except it's over and you don't have it anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's like, it's got so much heart, right? It's got so yeah. much heart. And I was thinking about the very good point you made last week about like, hey, but you watch Succession, you don't love them. Why do I need... It just there's something about the sitcom format... I want to just, I want to love you. I want to root for you. And this is like, you know, this is to the point of being like trickily, sickly sweet. You're rooting for everybody so much. And like, I think, um, you know, it's very, very reminiscent in that way, even though tonally lots of differences, don't get me wrong, but very reminiscent of the feels that Scrubs would give you where there's like a moral and very, you know, even um, all our uh, non-American listeners will get this, but it's very after school, especially sometimes with the moral of the story at the end and all that stuff. And Ted Lasso definitely has that. Here or there, it's a bit more nitty gritty. It's definitely, I think, the biggest charm comes from the the cast and the transatlantic vibe when you've got Ted Lasso basically originated with Jason Sudeikis playing an American soccer coach who comes to be a Premier League football manager as an advertisement for NBC, the American network screening Premier League games. And then this somehow was such a successful little comedy advert that they've very, you know, it's quite a unique and awesome story, but they've ended up making like one of the most successful Many, sitcoms. many, many years later as well, which is yeah, quite interesting. That's very yeah. interesting. And it was like Sudeikis's thing after SNL where you weren't necessarily sure where he was going to land. This, this is always a really fascinating thing for me with the super talented people on SNL and like how they're going to land afterwards. And like he had to land somewhere that wasn't just the the funny friend in movies he's done a lot of that mm. and so yeah. this this is just like i can't get over let's just talk about it for a minute and you can you can chime in please but like the amount of charm this man has it's just so countrified and easy going and like got a bit of depth to it when it needs to got a bit of strength he goes through stuff too and that becomes very much uh the journey of the the season is that for me, I super relate to this because he's like basically a big people person and a big almost people pleaser and wanting to handle everything with positivity and good vibes. But actually, he's got some shit going on deep down that he needs to sort through. I, I really, really love um, aspects of the story. But season one, episode four specifically, he kind of just gets to be a bit of the knight in shining armor and he's charming yeah. everyone. And um, it was really fun. But yeah, the character Ted Lasso is just a joy, is he not? He is a joy, Jeffrey. He is. He is <laughs> so a it's just a, yeah. when you when you when you when you do your thing, Jeff, and you're talking, I'm ready to jump and pounce on any of the points that you make. Yeah. And then you suddenly end on one of them and throw me a question. And I'm like, nope, got nothing. Just, <laughs> well, yeah, he's had, a joy. <laughs> he had something. He's a joy. He's an enjoyable. He's an enjoyable but on-screen yeah. presence. You want to give them the premise creation. of this episode? Nah, not really. But I want to talk about. <laughs> So basically, there's a charity ball that um, the owner of the football club is throwing, 
and uh, her her ex-husband who used to own the football team is going to show up and be a bit of a dick. And so that's fun. And also the side characters, Jamie Tart, who's a bit of a, a laddish type. I think it's crazy to think now because um, he now seems like such a wholesome character playing for Man City. But um, who am I thinking of? What's his name? The English Grealish. player. Jack Grealish, I think, was at least in terms of just... I don't even know how to put this. The Swagger. vibe. Yeah, the vibe, the swag. I think Jamie Tart was loosely based on him, or at least using him as a reference point, whereas Brett Goldstein plays um, Roy Kent, who's a bit of the classic football hard man, a veteran. Um, apparently, I, I can't think of who the analogy would be, a bit John Terry in terms of just he's the legend for Roy the King. club or whatever. Roy Keane, exactly, that sort of vibe. But they, they don't get on very much, so that's a big... Now the, yeah. the, the, it's, it's it's old it's older footballer on his way out of the career and younger footballer on his way into the career. Yes, and then they sort of butt heads at the club. They do so. butt heads. They butt heads enjoyably. And the thing is, Jamie Tart goes on such a redemptive journey of softening and becoming someone you love. It was quite uh, a shock to go back to how much like the episode begins with like them all like having a little scuffle in the dressing room, and it was yeah. like, all right, what's going on? This, this I thought this was the feel good like. The football club basically becomes a fucking crazy, like, you know, one of these corporate workplaces where everyone's talking about mindfulness and self-care and hugging each other. Like, that's what the club becomes. And season one, episode four, it's still just like a football club where, like, there's a little scuffle and everyone's a bit annoyed. And these two characters really hate each other. And, like, the amount of journeys they go on with weird, you know, Ted Lasso-y, almost fantastical um, journeys together. This this almost, it felt... You know, it's odd to say for a Bill Lawrence show, but this almost felt realistic. <laughs> um, hmm. But goddamn, it does make me think how every project, let alone sitcom, has a certain shelf life. This definitely, I, I do feel like it probably did go off the rails a little bit in terms of how ambitious it got and how hmm. tight the half an hour was and how it was still a bit realistic. It's like, you, you, you can't win, mate. So I'll just put this out there to Bill Lawrence. This isn't on you, mate. But like you watch a sitcom and you're like, oh, I wish they'd be a bit more adventurous and try a diff- few different things and really go for it and be a bit wild. And then Ted Lasso goes and does it. It really, really does it. And I'm like, okay, too yeah. much, too much. <laughs> like, I think, you, I think you my can't only win. criticism would be the show or this episode. The show, because mm-hmm. this episode's, I think, it's beautiful. It's great. It's a good but, episode. Um, but I think the show probably in. In season three, there were so many places they could take it mm. and so many storylines and story arcs that although they got resolved, they felt rushed mm. or probably confined to an episode or something. Mm. Whereas if if they knew they had a season four or a five and a six, they may have probably dealt with it better. And that oh, might be why the episode lengths are the way that they are, because mm. they wanted to give all probably what was side characters in season one, but give them fleshed out storylines and stuff mm, like that mm. yeah that's but. that's that's very interesting that uh i wonder i, I really want to know like how on the same page everyone was about ending it and like mm. was there a bit of room like was there like from the very get-go they knew for sure they had to bring it to some sort of end by the end of the season or was there a bit of like because that can definitely be a, a determining factor for how that season played out uh that's yeah. true i i don't know i uh I also just think some season ones, and we always talk about season ones being a bit hit and miss, some season ones are better than others. And this just had a really good season one. It came out hot out of the gate. And it's interesting that the actors, some of the primary actors, such as Brett Goldstein and Jason Sudeikis, reference this as like where a lot of the magic came together because I didn't like watch the pilot episodes two or three to lead up. But apparently Mm. this is one they really, really felt it, right? So it's really interesting to watch because by uh, season three in the end, you really have that feeling of like the actors have super lived in their their characters mm. and they are so so familiar with each other. And this one is like a bit more tentative with their characters. Yeah. And um, Keely is this character who is Jamie Tart's girlfriend, and she's just a lot more of a typical wag, so to speak. Um, and this is an episode where she has like a bit of a, I think by the end, uh, you know, micro spoiler, she breaks up with Jamie, and it's a big deal. Mm. And I was like, oh yeah, like she grows so much in the next. Uh, two seasons it's mad roy kent beginning his you know softening without fully softening which is very sweet um jamie tart though the actor who plays him there's a few line readings oh him being just a pure villain is really i miss it kind of right (laughs) going going back to this episode i was like oh i don't like him being nice yeah (laughs) he was just slimy as fuck what was one line reading that actually killed me i think it was like um i think uh 
there was a thing going on where at the charity dinner the footballers were auctioning off like having them out for a, a, a night for mm. a date or whatever and jamie did this thing of getting different girls to bid for him to make it look you know to you know that he's mm. very in demand and very desired and healy his girlfriend is a bit miffed by this and then so she bids on someone else she's like how does that feel you know how does you know to feel jealous I like, don't know, babe. Never been jealous. Like, just the way he... <laughs> <laughs> he's just so I thought, I thought you were going to... When, when he's getting changed before the ball and he's wearing, like, a suit with a shirt and a tie or whatever, mm. and he's like, oh, no, I don't know, mate. I don't know, mate. I don't know, mate. So he just takes the shirt and the tie off and puts the blazer back on and he's basically topless underneath. Yes. And he's like, it's called style, mate. Yeah. And he just does it up and just walks Fantastic. He's such a vibe. And he's such a... Yeah. Like, there are people like that and it would be very hard to be a young super successful person and not have lots of people go that way and get a bit but i think dazzled this 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 episode sparks off so much for the rest of the the series and series is yes because you you've got beard and his girlfriend this is probably their first interaction that you see Mm. as well Mm. um keely storyline it's where sort of keely first sort of really interacts with big boss lady Mm -hmm. her name rebecca Mm -hmm. and and it's just sort of this is where a lot of the roots Yes, if I should say that word. Yes, of, of the stories in the next couple of years, it's sort of where it all sparks. This is true. There's a lot of there's yeah. a lot of sparking, and something that's like it's almost like because it's so the embedded texture of a show like this, you don't mm. necessarily give it credit because it's so just obvious. But I gotta say, some one thing that Bill Lawrence shows do do really well, at least this one for sure, which is mm. all the different relationships. Like each one is unique. So like watching this episode, I was like, oh, you know, one that really meant a lot to me that i didn't necessarily think was as big a deal is um uh it's ted and mm. um who does hannah play suddenly i'm blanking on her name but rebecca. uh yeah rebecca ted yeah. and rebecca so ted's kind of there for her in this way and they never verge on anything romantic but they're just like proper pally she's the owner of the football club who hires him the new maverick manager and she sort of has a bit of a um a teary moment with her ex-husband being a bit of a villain and Ted's just there being a solid rock. And then you've also got Keely being very supportive of Rebecca. And like you say, they end up being super tight. And like, I almost like later when they're a bit more like shy around each other and she's like, oh, thank you for supporting me. I was like, oh yeah, they're not proper buds yet. This is cute. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I th- I think uh, I love how um, the way season three ended with where Jamie Tart and Roy Kent were at. But like, you know, just even when they're sort of trying to come to some sort of truce, I really love that line of like, um, you know, Roy tries to be the bigger man and says, hey, I can be a bit of a prick or whatever. And then he's silent. He's like, okay, here's the bit where you say you're in the wrong too. And, it's like, <laughs> yeah. and he just wouldn't say it. And they, you know, they, they call each other pricks and laugh. And that was like an actual like truce for them. Um, later, it gets a bit more touchy feely. But like, they're, I don't know. I think all the constellations of different relationships. Oh, how can I forget my favorite thing about this episode? Nate. Nate. I knew you were going to say Nate. Nate I've been waiting for you to say Nate. I love Nate so much. And I feel like I I can't say they should have done this or they should have done that. I can't be the booker, so to speak. Um, I don't have the pen. I don't have the pencil. But um, I'm not in the writer's room. But like, I don't know. Any any others? Any other analogies? No, I've I've run out. I've run out. Um, But I don't know. He he basically is like the most... um, reserved sort of shy all his line readings are super like i'm not really good i'm a bit bullied by the players like and he tries to drink a martini and spits it back out spits out the martini oh and then um there was a really cute bit where he even is invited to the to the ball and he's wearing his wearing his dad's suit because he's never yeah. really bought a suit before and ted's like ted in a very ted way tells him hey you know that thing a friend will do where they see something a bit of food stuck in your teeth and they'll tell you. And Nate's like, yeah. He's like, that suit is way too big for you, which is a really funny way to do that. I was like, I literally need for sometimes when it's a bit hard to, to tell your friends they need to fix up yeah. something. I think that was a really cute Ted Lasso There's way so many callbacks it. to this episode. So I think in series mm. three, there's a callback to Nate's suit. that got Right, which him. would have gone right over yeah. my head. And Chris Peel yeah. would have recognized and, clearly. And I think Jamie says to uh, Roy, I've, I had a picture of you on my wall when I was yes, a kid. Yes, yes. Oh, I definitely thought of that, the picture of you on yeah. my wall. And then, you know, was it penultimate episode maybe where you actually see yeah. that picture in his childhood bedroom? It's fantastic. Um, but come on, man. Nate, like he goes on this arc of becoming a bit of a supervillain. And I don't know, it sort of peters out. I don't know if I wanted him to go even more supervillain or like, can he? Have, could he have been brought Did into the fold? they the ball with Nate? That's what, that I'm, what saying. I'm saying. I'm th- saying I think they dropped... Because he's, he's very... I think he's so sweet and you root for him and he's just 
his his like i was talking about all the different relationships him with ted is just such a vibe him as one you know slowly gaining in confidence and all of that it's such a um such a nice it's really nice to see this sort of thing on screen the mentee and the mentor right mm. and then i think they really realistically showed it turning sour too and then it just yeah. after that i think they were a bit stuck yeah and that's that's my that's my take but yeah initial early on nate is just he's he's very charming and good at playing that character um yeah this is sort of like the role of a lifetime for for jason sudeikis is what this show got me uh this or episode just the role of three years yeah i don't know how do we feel about it ending i'm sad uh, uh yeah but then sometimes ending earlier is better than petering out Scrub yeah. season nine. Oh jeez Okay. You, just made, you just made me think of a pitch right there <laughs> season nine episode one <laughs> no okay is that was that the last season for some reason there was uh 10 in yeah my that was the last season oh wow yeah and they still have like zap Braff and what's his face like running each other screaming eagle as if i haven't seen each other in years but we just ended series eight that and thought it was cute. Over. <laughs> oh maybe because i'm not watching it that's so funny mate this show's Did great you not watch season nine I did at the time. So I must have forced you. I'm, I, friends, I, I, I force you to watch content all the time. Exactly, I'm sure I made exactly. you watch season nine. No, 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 no. I did at the time. I just haven't for, for many, many years. This is a funny thing. And little Franco in it. No, Little Franco was in the spin-off. No, that was season nine. Oh, season nine was the spin-off. <laughs> it wasn't a spin-off. It was just Scrub season nine. Okay, hold on. Let's, let's actually have this conversation. So season eight finishes with the normal cast. Because I remember... So my guess is... Uh... <laughs> Season nine basically had the main cast like occasionally popping up as a cameo, and they just had new doctors. That's fucking yeah. No, and... it was like a school. It was like a doctor's school. So it wasn't Sacred Heart. It was a doctor's university where that's crazy. Doctor Cox was a um, teacher. Zach Braff was a teacher for a bit, and then they had like a hospital attached to it or something. I don't. Fucking I'm know. so I regret getting into this. So and there was a girl who was obsessed with unicorns. I kind of, I kind of need to. I, you, you know, you make a good point. I can't remember now for sure if I did. I, I remember glancing at this show. I remember finding it painful. It's like, oh hey, let's have a bunch of people come to Central Park and drink coffee, and then Joey can just say, hey ladies, like what are we doing? That's not how you do. That a... was Joey. That wasn't Joey. <laughs> Joey was Joey. Joey went to LA. He tried a you thing. Watched it as well. You rewatched that after your. I did rewatch it, and that will yeah. be pitched soon. Did as it well. actually finish? Did it actually like, or, or did I it have... just like end? Now like... yeah, it finished. They, well, they, they rounded it up yeah. after two seasons? He marries Phoebe. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, can I, can I uh, also say, let me, let me just for one moment say it. They thing. do not mention Joey at all in that friend special when they bring them all back. Just saying. I know. Harsh, right? Um, every spinoff thinks it's Frasier. They mentioned the character, Joey. Just every spinoff thinks it can be Frasier. And you know the tragedy? Even the new Frasier thinks it can be Frasier. <laughs> it can't. Frasier was a one-off thing. It lasted 10 years. But it's the got the good night sweetheart bloke in it. Yeah, but like, you still got David Hyde Pierce out there. Like, come on. This isn't all about you, Kelsey Grammer, for the love of Sideshow Bob. Okay, so... The thing I want to say is one moment here that because yeah. a lot of it was like, oh, early season one, they actually hit the ground running and it's so funny and it's kind of tighter and it's like really, really mm. refreshing and fun and heartfelt. But the one thing that did feel a bit like, OK, we like either ran out of story here or ran out of gas. But like Beard's whole thing in this episode is he meets that girl for the first time and they're like literally mm. saying chess moves out loud to each other as a way of flirting. Yep. <laughs> and then at some point when something else big is going on, they just flash back to them. And he's like, she's like, hey, should we, you know, go dance a bit? I hear some music. And he's like, he says a move like, rook to F5 checkmate. And she's like, ugh. And she leaves. And he's just stuck. <laughs> like, what? And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, that was such a weird, like, what? So they're flirting like that for ages. And then is it because he's going to win or because she's actually done with it? And then basically, as him and Ted are walking out and Beard seems a bit sad about it, the, the, the way they, the bow they wrap it up with is, uh games before dames again huh that was your problem i'm sorry sometimes they just whatever they're doing with beard seems a bit random and crazy um but... you just to find like underneath beard in the character sheet it says random and crazy yeah that's yeah that's that's, that's, that's fair but for me one of the most moving things i really really liked about the the finale is they sort of elaborated on the weird brotherhood between ted and beard and yeah it put th it puts things in a different light and i i I don't know. There was something about my take is watching that moment and how he is initially. They do not have that written already there. <laughs> Just my. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like yeah, they, they, they figured out a depth with him later. Um, all in all, 
I but really. Did the podcast say that he mm. sort of had the story arc together? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Majority yeah. of it. Yeah, but then a... I guess you 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 then and then I think he he referenced like the ensemble cast and mm. he's like oh I want to do things with this and it sort of helped it sort of he then sort of fleshed it out a bit more yes I guess because I think he got when he got to know the cast more and then they all developed them, their characters more which is exactly more yeah, yeah it's like the writing hopefully goes to another level but also the writing is in relation to how much more the actors are embodying and showing you different sides of the characters yeah. than wouldn't us oh, such a great thing can i also say i want to sell it to the sitcom lovers out there who haven't what yet watched one or two putting the feelers out there are a bit put off by the football aspect it's not a show about football lads come on it's not it's really really not it uses that as as the sitcommy scaffolding but it's it's a just it's a sitcom with heart that um, I think everyone deserves to give a try at least at least um, it's a workplace comedy it's a workplace comedy get to and um, get to it's like, uh, I didn't watch I didn't watch The Office because I liked paper <laughs> <laughs> get to season one episode four. <laughs> oh, you're not even going to give me a comment <laughs> I, gave, I, I was really I get, proud of that I point. gave you a leg slap <laughs> what do you want um, I, I got uh, if you get to this episode and you're not I didn't watch Friends for the coffee listen <laughs> Don't listen to this podcast for the takes. Yes, you do, damn it. And uh, my take is that if you get to episode four of this season and you're like still not won over, then fine. But if this if this episode doesn't win you over, then maybe this show isn't for you. Also, so this is a- the this is the four episode challenge. Four episode get, challenge. Get four, epi- get four episodes into ten las- ten lasso. If you don't yeah. continue, you're dead inside. If yes. you continue, friendship wins. I mean, I do appreciate getting a bit more black and white with the take there, calling our audience dead inside. <laughs> I mean, it is um, it is in true. In- <laughs> <laughs> I am not having the best time with my football team. So watching them lose at the beginning of the episode two is a bit like, oh, everyone's arguing in the dressing room. Things are bad right now. It sucks. Look at you enjoying life right now. Oh, what? Are you on top I'm of the not, world? You I'm won not, one game. Fuck you, yeah, no. United. You're still... Do you remember no, the last episode? I was episode? just trying to think, along with the left-wing podcast that you can get via our Patreon, we also have a sports podcast <laughs> where Jeff and I talk about the little bit of football that we have consumed that week <laughs> <laughs> and read the other results going ooh I literally wonder what happened in that match I was literally walking down the road today and I burst out laughing just in my own mind thinking you know what I'm going to pitch on the next pod just a random episode of match of the day how awful would that be? <laughs> just be awful. It's really funny. You'd have to like really, really look at the in-between matches banter from Gary Lineker to like isolate the best moment. Um, okay, Gosh. so do we have do we have scores? <laughs> do we actually have them? That is what season nine of this pod is going to be. <laughs> just recommended. We've ran out. We've we've consumed all the content. Oh my god, that's funny. Um, okay, yeah. Do you have some scores? Because I have some scores. I, I'm, I'm very curious. I think because... I was over. Yeah, I was very overly ambitious for my scores here. No. I had a thought, mm. and as your review of this episode has gone on, I am now questioning my scores. Mm. However, mm. I thought you were a nice, easy three going in. Yeah, who could not look forward to watching an episode of Ted Lasso? Mm-hmm. I thought your enjoyment would be a four because mm-hmm. I think you'd remember how good that episode was. Yes, and and enjoy it. <laughs> yes, and. I don't know what I was drinking this morning or last night whenever I wrote this. Yes. I had you in a five at retrospect. Yes. Wow. Is so this the, three, four, five. Is this your best? Is this your favorite episode? That's, that's, that's. A five in know. retrospect. It's probably the one I've watched the most. Really? I definitely, I oh, re- I've watched season one twice. Yeah. And therefore I've watched this episode three times now. So. Yeah. So Loki favorite moment is a rickshaw comes up to Ted and Rebecca while they're hugging with a little like, like sound. Yeah. And then Ted just goes to him like, oh, sorry, not right now. Ted's just so fucking polite. God, I love him. Um, three, four, four. You're only one off. Ooh. You weren't that ambitious, to be fair. Five in retrospect, it's like, I'm actually like... I guess that I was thinking of what you thought the whole show. So. Oh, wow. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Um, I mean, we. Cu- this is the funny thing about you pitching this episode, right? Is like, that kind of has been mooted. Like, we should have done some sort of Ted Lasso spectacular. I think some people yeah. would be... We should actually, you know give it a moment's reflection some i know this for a fact some listeners are like very very confused by the fact that we do a weekly podcast consuming content we pitch and we've also while not mentioning it barely at all been watching together entire episodes of a sitcom and just it just doesn't get mentioned it's like what the fuck is going on out there um it shows how dedicated to the content grind we are but i I worry because people listen to this yes that I am aware of how present or not present I can be on on WhatsApp or available to go out and do things and do <laughs> stuff. <is> and, 
<laughs> and I'm then acutely aware that I have a full-time job. I also like exercising and running and playing music and oh. recording a podcast and consuming content. Yeah. And I wonder how I find the time in my own life to do this stuff. <laughs> to be fair, now that I think that's and, a legit point, we, we this took months. We weren't just doing this every fucking day. Everyone calm down. Yeah. We will hang out with you later. It's fine. <laughs> See you for a drink on so Tuesday. So when someone goes, you free? And I'll be like, nah. Like, well, I know you don't do anything other than just watch TV. <laughs> like, yes. Yes, it's important. It's for the love of the show. It's for the love of the you. game. Um, yeah. Okay. But uh, don't... So, talking of sitcoms. Yes. Name one. You made me watch one. <laughs> yes, I did. And you're not and sure... to this day, yeah. I still don't know how I spell curb. What's your final guess for how you spell I... curb? Final guess. C-U-R-B. Nice. Nice because I wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> but every time I went to see what platform it was on, when yeah. I tried to Google some information about it, yeah. I kept spelling curb wrong. And I don't know why. Mm, I feel is, like... Is, see, is, are we like... I guess it's because in my industry that I work in highways, I talk about oh, curbs. Wow. K-E-R-B. Okay, so, so it might be So changing two of those letters, you're fucking me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, if you have... Unless, that's a different, this, unless this is a different definition of the word curb. I can literally hear some listeners being like, oh my God, like we know kind of low-key what he does for a job, something to do with curbs. Talk about that more. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. I thought gonna. you could low-key hear listeners skipping or turning <laughs> the podcast off. Some people are fascinated, Chris. Don't, please stay. Please still don't stay. Know. I'm, I'm assuming the fact that in last week's episode, we called out my brother and yeah, said, message me when you're listening to this and when you're back, he ain't back. We'll, we'll clip out the match of the day jokey bit. Send him. Um, Any other footballers been twats that we could talk about? No, no. probably not. I mean, no. just celebrities in general. We'll we'll <laughs> we'll see you when for season nine when it becomes a match of the day podcast. Um, cool. Do you remember the Gary Curb your enthusiasm. Thing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Curb your enthusiasm. Curb your enthusiasm. Had you ever season even... five episode okay. eight? I've yeah. never consumed yeah. any. Okay. Cool. You I did just know Seinfeld. Larry David as that guy. Sorry. You did Seinfeld a couple years ago. I did Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, Larry David as the guy that people reference when they talk about miserable old men. Yes. And also I know Larry David as the guy who did a crypto advert but <laughs> didn't get sued because he his role in the advert was talking about how shit and stupid crypto was and they were trying to convince nice. him why it was important. Whereas everyone else was like, buy crypto. Yes. Like whatever the hell they were saying. Yes. But the fact that he managed to get away with it because his whole role in it was convincing people it was stupid. That's <laughs> hilarious. That's really funny. Now, Are you aware I, of that story? I didn't know that. I need to look that up uh, more. That's really funny. If I go to you, if I say these um, three words, it's it's one word twice, but I'm going to... Does this ring a bell? Pretty, pretty good. No bells rung? No bells rung. Okay. Yeah, that's a very famous Larry David when he just keeps saying pretty and longing it out before he says pretty good. Um, so that's interesting. So literally, as a cultural figure, you know Larry David is a bald guy. You're aware of the Seinfeld connection, but you've literally never watched an episode of this show. Yes, correct. So, I've never watched an episode of this show. But I'm aware of it. I'm aware of this, this the type of humour that it is. Ah, okay. It's been referenced so many times in very other forms of content yeah. that I've consumed that... Yeah. I mean, my tech podcasts reference it all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I find he's... His yeah. sort of personality and the way he talks is almost very much Jimmy Fallon doing Seinfeld. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, he like he would... he comes across very almost like sub Seinfeld, like a little bit more laid back and older and tireder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? Whereas, like for me, it's like, for me, it's Seinfeld, Seinfeld would be pro. Like, hey, sidewalks. What's the deal with sidewalks? Hey, he's going like eh, sidewalks. <laughs> like, I feel like he's super high energy, especially this episode. He's Seinfeld plus Seinfeld. Yeah. It's um, so you know. I'm still I'm still not the uber geek for it. He's Seinfeld X. Um, uh, X X X Seinfeld Pro Plus. He is. Uh, he, I mean, so basically, it's he's such a weird guy. But like, yeah, Seinfeld was almost like. They both shared this humor and sensibility making the sitcom. Mm. But Seinfeld yeah. was the actor, comedian, star. And Larry David was the really stressy, annoyed writer and showrunner okay. who basically bailed right before the end, but kind of did the whole thing. So, like, I think people at the time would be shocked that, like, he ended up, like, really coming out of his shell to do this show. A really, um, yeah. Another really fun thing about the making of that, for me, when I watch it, uh, just gives me a bit more enjoyment knowing, even though if you didn't know, it shouldn't impact either way. But like, they have like little plot points, but scene by scene, they do a lot of improv. You could is... tell. Right. Okay. So some people uh, 
maybe couldn't but like i i feel like it, it there's a there's a particular scene that seems very <laughs> tell 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 us about it tell us about that scene so, or do you want me to do a quick episode rundown would you like to do that no, i could do the rundown you could do, i could do the rundown because when i asked you to do the rundown you told me to fuck off but <laughs> i'll do the rundown here because i'm a professional jeff of course you are um uh, to read off wikipedia nope i have it in my notes <laughs> i wrote down notes a professional <laughs> copied and pasted from wikipedia no <laughs> Larry has a friend yes, called Richard. He does. So the episode starts with his friend Richard who needs a kidney. The whole main premise of this episode is Larry is a match but doesn't kind of want to give him his kidney. <laughs> and that tells you the sort of person that Larry David is right off the cuff. You're yeah. kind of like, right, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a guy... There's another guy who I can't remember his name who's yeah. in a coma, yeah. who is a match. Yeah. So they kind of, him and his his mate are kind of like, oh, how long do we think he's got? Should we go check it out? <laughs> yeah. See if he's going to die soon. And then we can give him his, cu- and I don't have to give my kidney because this guy's a match sort of thing. Yeah. And this great interaction with Larry David and the surgeon oh, about, the surgeon's like, I know what you're doing here, Larry. He's like, what do you mean you know what I'm doing here? He's like, You've been hanging around, you've been seeing him, you've been checking him, you've been asking questions about how he's doing that, like this, this, that, and the other. And it's like, you want to use his kidney, don't you? <laughs> and he's like, yep, that's exactly what I want to do. <laughs> well, well done, Mr. Surgeon. He's good, he got it, me. It, yeah, and it's, it's like, a, it, that's a really good scene. So there's that. Yes. However, there's mm-hmm. also this other, that carries on and yes. goes to this whole other thing where um, he sort of, Meets a guy and finds out there's a guy who's the head of the kidney consortium or consortium. I'm not quite sure what it should be. The former was perfect. Consortium. Consortium. But he mm. pronounces it shim. Probably something to do with his Jewish tendencies, which we'll come on to very soon. Yeah. <laughs> Going to be um, good with that. Yeah. And therefore, he then finds out that this ma- where this man is and that he's Jewish. He then pretends to be Jewish. And then there's this... Oh. There's this awkward interaction of they find out where his car is. They crash into his car so that he can then meet him. And then he meets him in a cafe and then pretends to be Jewish and makes these weird Hebrew noises, which oh, is the only I way to describe them. Maybe, I, th- I think I'm right in saying, I don't think he's pretending to be Jewish. He's leaning the... into his Jewishness. Thank you. Or Thank you. To be very clear, like... we're all well aware that Larry David is a Jew, but I, he, <laughs> he lays it on thick AF in this episode. Suddenly he he's got a, he oh, it's like some of the highlights of this uh, episode are where he like. I've jumped around all over the place. But no, no, you're good. Explains how the you, episode you're works. good. You're good. <laughs> like some of the bit where he has to just improv words and words that sound like Hebrew. <laughs> Which I ref- I wrote down as Hebrew noises. Yeah, kind of the Hebrew noises. <laughs> exactly. He's really good yeah. with those. Like the guy would say something in Hebrew to him and he'd just go, eh, 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 eh. (laughs) and that would be it. (laughs) As if he's agreeing, gesturing with drink and then continues to drink. And then that's kind of like his thing. Um, Oh, I wrote down that his private investigator was Omar Jones. Found that amusing. Don't know why I found that amusing. Um, But um, early on in the episode, um, there's a nurse and finds out that the nurse slept with his friend and the nurse then suggests that the reason it ended kind of was like his friend had a very tiny penis. Mm. Um, then the weird conversation that I referred to earlier that I thought was clearly just improv because of the way it just went backwards and forwards was that him and his friend were talking about, well, maybe it's not that I've got a small penis, but maybe this lady's got a huge vagina. <laughs> and then they were just talking about, and I wrote it down, that big vagina lady's been getting away with murder, apparently, <laughs> because they're claiming the men out here have got tiny penises, but maybe it's just they've got huge vaginas. This conversation goes up happens across the guy who's in a coma in the hospital <laughs> as well um but yeah I love his friend love. offers his, his friend offers him because this episode's called ski trip his friend mm. says oh i'm going on the ski trip this weekend do you want to come and a phrase i am now adding to my vocabulary jeff because i think it's brilliant okay. is schlepping oh because, God, I love a good schlep. because larry david says ah that's too much schlepping <laughs> <laughs> and he uses it a couple of times and i was like Sometimes things are too much. Yeah, that's just too much schlepping. I'm with Larry on this. Yeah, Yeah, until it becomes convenient for him to sort stuff out. I really like how his wife is super. I can't remember if his wife, his wife or girlfriend, but he's just like just immediately shutting down the ski trip. But then later, he totally changes his mind on it. He forces his friends to act like he's married to. So they're like they're going because the the Jewish leader of the kidney consortium becomes friend with Larry David. And he loves skiing, so he thinks, I'll take him skiing, yeah. and I'll slowly mention that... My and it was a couple's a trip. It was a couple's yes. trip, so the couple they're going with, the wife of the couple, is more of a Jew. 
this yeah. white lady that he's actually with not a jewish lady so he asks everyone yeah. to do a switcheroo and pretend that he's actually with the jewish lady and she's funny she's so not into it i think yeah. um weirdly i've got into the show through watching blooper reels blooper reels are really funny and when she loses yeah. her shit that particular woman it kills larry it's really funny um but yeah. she like screams at him to get out of bed because at some point he's <laughs> just his back hurts <laughs> and they so, have to so sleep the in the of... same room the back third of the episode yes, is you've got Kitty Consorted Your Man yes. with his daughter. Yes. Um, you've got Larry and his wife, and then you've got Larry's friend and his friend's wife yeah. on this ski trip. Yeah. Uh, Larry leaning into being Jewish with his friend's wife mm-hmm. as his wife and um, <laughs> Kidney Consortium lead and his daughter, whose daughter is very, very Jewish oh. and to the point where... The dirty looks. Keep, you have to keep dairy separate from meat on plates, and then if you don't do something with the plates you got to bury them in the garden and just all of the all of this stuff just coming out oh, and, and every larry time larry reacts still just to making, it oh yeah. so good as if he, he always has to react as if he knew it already the customs <laughs> but then he's yeah. like, she's like so aren't you gonna bury the plates he's like eh, it's too early for me <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but you could go do it you could do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh mate okay this is quite the the rundown and then yeah they basically um, oh, sorry, there's one... Sorry. Please, yeah, get into it. There, there was one joke that really made me laugh that I wrote this down. This is what I need to hear. Um, so, way back when, when he's speaking to the nurse about his friend, um, she says, oh, it was, it was, yeah, it was a problem in the bedroom. And he was like, oh, was it all like slam, bam, thank you, ma'am, sort of thing. And her response was, there was no slamming, there, there, there was no bamming, there was there was no thank you, ma'aming. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know why. Funny. It just really got me. It was good. It got me too. I found all those interactions so funny. Um, and that's where I think that is, that's improv. That's her riffing off the back of what he's yeah. just said yeah, yeah, yeah. and just going with those lines. And that's, that's where it kind of works, I mm. guess. I don't know. Mm. So, I mean, but, yeah. I can't... But I'm very conscious in the back of my mind right now yes. that... You're like, yeah, but Bob's Burgers. A lot of that is improv. Ah, no, not like even. Sort of no, I think I think different, no, no, no. different, different flavors. Um, but th- this one does for me. I think the reason I pitched it, it really does freshen up the the sitcom, sort of your sitcommy mm. palette. Um, yeah. And so I was really, I was really curious. I wouldn't have been surprised if like it didn't quite click for you. But it sounds like you had mm. a good time. I get, yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess it's because it's, um. I guess it's because it's it's, a, it's an interesting type of humour. Yes. I guess. Like, speaking to the man who wants to love people. Right. Are we meant to like these characters? No, but that's why it <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't get you, Jeff. I do not get you. I give up. <laughs> no, I do love Larry. I love him so much. It's so funny. Because, yeah, kind, kind of part of the humour of Curb is how, like, immoral, despicable. Like, he's just trying to get around shit. He's just lazy. He's just not. He's easily offended. It's a lot of schlepping. It's so funny how this, yeah, it's almost like he's one or two. He's like, he's just a bit more sophisticated than the It's Always Sunny people. He's just a bit less gross out. It's just a bit less actually trying to fucking kill people. Like, okay, what's his name? The guy who becomes a a vicar. Yes. It's Always Sunny. Cricket, yeah. Cricket. Man's out here trying to, like, ruin this guy's life. You know what I'm saying? I feel like sometimes there's that with oh, it's always uh, sunny. Why do why do I always have to put that show on trial? Larry, 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 you love. Listen, how can you not love such a, an unlovable man? He's so fucking funny. He's so funny. Um, it's funny because yeah, this isn't this isn't um my favorite show, but I always always intend on going back and giving it the full run because it does mm. it does make me laugh. I think I've talked about before I how I, I did realize it was a HBO thing either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and basically when you do get it's been a going bit, for like. Oh, 20, mate. 20 yeah. years or something? Oh. Yeah, yeah. But no, the thing is, even though it started about 20 years ago, they've had lots of years off. So it's only on like okay. the teens or like early teens. Of They take lots of years off and everyone's always stressing about will they do another new season or not. Um, hmm. it, it just, you know, it's. I think I've mentioned it in reference to like the slightly more extreme, whether it's like Eric Andre or things like that, a bit more out the box stuff. But like you do get a bit used to the format of a show that's 20 minutes and featuring made up characters and you need something new and this one like the one thing i can rely on is like something outrageous will happen that will make me lol and we're always using that meter so listen not saying that is like the definitive way to judge a comedy actually that's exactly what i'm saying it is the definitive way to judge a comedy there's just other things you can talk about too but did it make you laugh out loud we have to know the people need to know at least twice you got the wham bam thank you ma'am i don't i I think i did i don't can't confirm (laughs) 
I can't confirm. I can't confirm. Maybe when he was eating the edible underwear. <laughs> the, the Which, edible. again, yeah. with no context, because I don't sounds think even I clarified. Yeah. yeah, probably sounds even funnier. Yeah. The, the, the big vagina talk got me, the way they were talking about it, the way Larry instantly got on board. Because for a minute, I thought the dynamic of the, it... The, the hand motion. Yeah, the, the hand the, motion. The hand <laughs> sign. There's a hand sign for what? It's just this. Big, big oh, vagina. Yeah, so yeah. Um, so maybe we should screenshot that and make that <laughs> no, uh, you're good. artwork. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Okay, so you uh, you you enjoyed, um, but to enjoyed. what degree? Probably. Know, maybe you should guess. The thing that was interesting also, I wonder if you felt this was like, oh, I'm kind of glad for once you didn't do a, like, a pilot. Yeah. Like, because it was like, oh, there was... In the groove. It was kind of in the groove. Oh, how, many of these, how many of these are actually recurring characters, by the way? Yeah, most. So the nurse a recurring character. The nurse comes back. Um, what's his name? Is in the Richard coma. in the bed who needs a kidney? Yeah, he's like... always there. Richard Lewis's main sort of thing, even though he's like been a famous stand-up comic for many, many years. Curb is almost like his main source of fame at this point. It's really interesting. Jeff Garland, the 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 friend who's his agent, the the mm. wife, the the Jeff Garland's That's one wife. Thing I, one thing I don't know. Please. What's what's Larry's job in this life? Is this like a? It's uh, it's it's Larry David in just in another. S- sort of scenario like Seinfeld was like Seinfeld I don't know yeah, Do you know what yeah, I mean yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm very yeah, confused yeah, 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 it's, yeah, yeah. yeah Larry yeah so it's basically a hyper stylized real life kind of thing that Larry David is the rich comedian who made the show and now gotcha. he's just bumming around LA being annoyed by things um, you know <laughs> that, he's just that's a good pitch that's a good pitch <laughs> See if something like if something like Schlepping got you. The thing is, here's here's a thing, and I think I've told you this, right? I think I've told you this. It's a it's a specific brand of New York and Jewish and not not Woody Allen so acceptable in the modern yeah. age. Um, but there is a thing of like I think I've told you this, and it's interesting with our review podcast going. But like when you want to, and obviously context is important. Shouldn't we? We like to not judge. We like to love and understand. Blah blah blah. But like when we're reviewing stuff, sometimes it's good to like go full pelt on things you don't like too and i've told you this you're a great hater when you want to hate on something yeah. you've got that and larry david is a fucking the hater <laughs> he's like this is probably where i felt like <laughs> there's where a it, it, there's some there, yeah. there, that's where the connection was i hadn't quite <laughs> clocked it yet but I, that was the connection that was happening i was feeling it <laughs> the beginnings the beginning um purrings of that connection i really like it um now i've scored you it's pretty I tried, by the way i need mm. you to do me a favor please I, I tried to do a Seinfeld impression earlier, and it was just me screaming, so it didn't quite come across. Okay. Do you have a Seinfeld impression? Um, what's the deal with podcasts? <laughs> I'm sorry I made you do that. Yeah, I'm sorry too. Um, okay. I thought it was very more loud and high-pitched. <laughs> what's the deal with podcasts? I don't know. Yeah. Listen. Um, that just reminded me of one of my favourite SNL sketches, yeah. where it was the comedian robot who tried to do impressions, and he just said things. <laughs> That's a good one to be fair. I enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, hey, that's another funny and thing. And he only lasted two years. Anyway. Anyway. The, the, Essen, the um, you know, in the... Is there an SNL connection? I feel like there is. Harry David has hosted and been great on it. Okay. And, and to this day, I guess I got to say, part of my the charm for him is that, like, it was almost like a, oh, fine, I'll fucking do it. Like, for years, he was just the showrunner behind the scenes who didn't have to do this. It's still yeah. very interesting to me that, like, he could just coat like he's so rich <laughs> off Seinfeld. It's really odd. I can't think of an analogy. It's like the creator of Friends, one of the dudes or the lady, Marta Kaufman, just coming out and like doing like the most amazing, very signature friend style sitcom, but she's also like really funny and charismatic in the lead role. You're like, oh, you could yeah. have been doing that. It's very odd. Um, I mean, that, I mean there's there's little bits, I can't remember the, the context, but there's a bit where like someone's like, I like your sweater, and he's like, oh. His sweater, yeah, yeah, it's quite nice, isn't it? And yeah. I'm just like, he just seems like he doesn't really give a shit about yeah. sweater. Okay? Oh, he's, but he's like, he's like, but I guess it's, it's a nice sweater. Yeah, that's true. In terms mm. of in terms of career arc, I do have to say, if you end up giving this show more of a chance, because this is a funny one to me, where so much of the thing of this podcast is we plant seeds, right, and we wonder um, if anything else later on you'll be like, oh, I actually fancy this, and I, I do think nah, the field's barren. <laughs> <laughs> but with this one. Another thing about um, Larry David that's really interesting from the little I do know is that when it was early days of him and Seinfeld just being stand-ups and like becoming pals and before they actually pitched the show and were all on the same page for that, it's like Larry David was famously the most curmudgeonly stand-up going. Like he would get a bit of heckles going and he would just like dig his feet in and just like banter with the guy and everyone would be like, this isn't fun anymore. And he just was really like 
not giving a fuck on stage and he was just moody and um one of the uh, most famous uh, Seinfeld plots is um, George getting spoilers, George getting fired and then just coming back the next day and acting like it didn't happen. And that's famously <laughs> what happened to Larry David as an SNL writer. He got really? fired for being a big moody bastard. And then he was just like talking to his friend about it. And his friend was like, go in. Pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> he literally tried that. So yeah, just um, the fact that all these years he's been like, you know, the, the less, he's almost like just the less sociably socially acceptable version of seinfeld and he's getting his moment in the sun now and for some people they rate him even higher these days uh i love that for him but he's still he's he's just himself he's just a guy who doesn't like to schlep too much and speaking of people who don't like to schlep too too much i can really easily bang out my predictions for this one across the board i was looking for i'm looking to be i either one off or on the money to to win today because you were only one off with your three four five when i was three four four but i think it's 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 not a very complicated one, is it? It was a ooh, a new sitcom Jeff recommended. That that will do, and the runtime is is nice. And then I, I I enjoyed the thing, and it was a funny thing. And then afterwards, I enjoyed thinking about the funny thing I just enjoyed. Three 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 is what I predicted. Oh, what happened? Two off. Oh, what is it? Okay, so let me let okay new part of the show. Let me guess where I was two off. Maybe a two for anticipation. Nope. Do tell. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> three four four. Oh interesting. We both yeah. now for two weeks on the trot have three four four. Wow. That's three that's four three four fours. <laughs> Hold on a minute. So yeah, la- last I had a we- good time. So yeah, you did have a good time, I'm so glad, but now I'm putting it together. I was the one who ruined the three four four party by losing just now. Because last week we double three four four and guessed three four fours to draw. This week we double yeah. three four four, but I guess three three three. Ah, oh. well, enjoy. At least we've broken it up a bit by me. If I if I had got three four four, <laughs> you would have won because uh, I I my score was actually three. This is true. This is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand our podcast and numbers. Don't worry. Oh, my about guess it. of yours was three four five. So yeah, 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 yeah. Well, listen. Um, speaking of of your win now, we were having quite a lot of pre show banter <laughs> about what is coming next for a pitch. I think the the question you asked me was. How's your week looking? I said, actually, very busy. And then and you start. <laughs> <laughs> is this how you lose a game of friendship? <laughs> <laughs> this is how you test friendship. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> okay, what are we te- what are we saying? Bring it on me. <sighs> Who's going first? Am I going first? Yeah, please. This, this look, my my. I, I was open. <laughs> Why do you start with look in that tone? <laughs> look, we're gonna, we're gonna do it. I I I I. I I've had this pitch in the chamber for a while, okay. and unfortunate, unfortunate for you, yeah. my my pitch well is drying up at the moment. Yes, and I need to rethink. And I haven't really. You're fine. I, I had a good run of every time I thought of something, I just threw it on a list, and it's sure. been there and it's been banked up. But this has been on the list for some while. Um, ever since I watched it, you could suggest, and I watched it in the cinema. Mm. It's got a link to Ted Lasso, um, and it got. Slated in the cinema Ooh. and by me because I'm a hater. <laughs> Have you got any idea what this might be? Yeah, no. Um, what did you? Yeah, no. No, what was the last thing? I can't remember. You, what did you hate on in the cinema that has a connection to last? So I'm, I'm, I'm fully lost. And who was Jason Sudeikis married to? Oh my god. <laughs> but I am worried, darling. Don't worry, I am worried. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, the thing that I fear most isn't even the fucking movie. It's how much I'm not going to be able to help myself. I'm going to go back into the the Entertainment Weekly archives and try again get... to do that. You I don't want need to. to do that. I want to. <laughs> and I may or may not watch the film. I feel like I could. I feel like I could do a good gonna, episode. Are you going to make Harry Styles' salad or something as <laughs> as part? Of this I feel like I could do research. a good episode of this podcast just with the research this time and not actually watching the movie. You could go back to the uh, Rocket Pod where they go to town on this story. They, yeah, so. I still remember us uh, messaging back and forth about that. Okay, so sorry, people. I I reacted a bit too loudly, maybe for you to even understand. Don't worry, darling. Is it a 2021 mm-hmm. film? 2022. I feel like it's 2022. Directed by Olivia Wilde. That's the one. Formerly married to Jason Sudeikis. That's him. I don't think they're going to do a Ben Affleck and J Lo. I'm just putting it. What's out the runtime? Because I haven't even I haven't even googled it or looked it up. What's oh the one? What, what are we God. saying? Let's should we look at it? 2022. It's probably, Florence it's probably too long. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Budget was 35 million and it made 87 million. Not the best. Um, 123 minutes. Uh, 
Just the, what? Just just the two hour. It's just the two hour. Harry Styles. That's fine. It shouldn't be any longer. That's crazy to me. First line um, of the second paragraph of the Wikipedia entry, following the critical success of Wilde's feature directorial debut, Booksmart, from 2019. Oh, sorry. Very good movie. You were just you were just doing a thing. This is what you meant. Oh, I'm watching Booksmart. What? This is fine then. If I'm watching Booksmart, we're fine then. You were just doing like a jokey lead into the actual pitch, which is oh, Booksmart. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're watching. Don't worry, darling. Oh, damn. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's actually crazy. I forgot that you watched it in the cinema. Yeah. Yeah, that's on you. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, well, I didn't, at least it's part of my Odin Limitless. I didn't spend any more or less money by watching it. Yeah, but the time of your life Whereas I watched still... a great, great film the other night. You did, but you didn't pitch that one to me, even though I really, really want to see that. So that's just how this podcast goes sometimes. For you, my friend, you might have been... Um, you might have been... I wonder if your pitch has changed. <laughs> no, it's... it's. Uh... Yeah, listen, you keep... Um... This has been another one that's been in the chamber for quite some time. And I feel like with lots of things... Is it Ed O'Brien's solo album? (laughs) (laughs) Just once. Just once. I want to go, fuck it, yeah, to one of those jokey asides we have. But no, I really actually want to chat about this, finally. Because you've chatted to me about it. It's been a one-way chat-a-thon. And finally, I might have made... I might have carved out some time and space in my life to have my own thoughts on, on the matter. So... Whether I don't think you necessarily need a rewatch. I'm sure you're, you've got all the things to say, but hey, if you want to lighten up your week watching, as far as I'm aware, one of your favourite things, you might as What's well, because we're going <laughs> to... The, the live, I think it was for Disney+, Plus, but the live recorded version of Hamilton, I want us to... No way! <laughs> I want us to talk about it. So that's, that's the pitch. That's not fair. <laughs> Do you feel bad now? <laughs> no, because that, that was... That that's on my list of things to pitch for you. Oh well, listen. But, it needed, but I wanted you to watch it right and proper, yeah, yeah. not on a laptop with bars across the screen. And <laughs> you need to if you're. I, no, I don't. No, I don't like this. I disagree. <laughs> Does it help that I'm seeing it this weekend? <gasps> Where are you seeing it? London. You're going uh, to theatre. Yeah. Okay, now I feel better. That's fine. Okay, good. Oh, good. I wasn't. I gonna... thought you were going to watch the the freaking live Hamilton thing on your laptop or something for three hours, and I was going to get very angry about it. <laughs> well, you're going to theatre. That's lovely yeah. news. I'm very right. happy about that. Yeah, and you, I feel like this is this has been a big deal for you, and I feel like I'm many years late to the party, but finally. So let's let's chat about Hamilton a bit. Let's finally do it. Um, cool, 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 cool. And don't and worry, so you've never no. really watched or listened to any of it. You're you're literally so, going to go into the theatre. A and watch very it interesting starting point for me of like very much it's almost like you with larry david right i'm very aware of lin-manuel miranda <laughs> i've known of him a lot but like i've never actually yeah seen this so let's let's finally break my duck here and, and get into it oh i'm really happy for you that you're gonna go see it Yay! <laughs> that's made me really happy so you're a lot happy oh, to talk I'm about right, it now I, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah okay, everything's fine. Okay. this is this is this is this is this is silly though because it's kind of like how do i do a review of this, something like that you, I, I feel like this should be my pitch to you and you should re-pitch to me now. <laughs> it's kind of, genuinely, I feel like that's that's what... Can we, can we switch it up? <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. No, 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 honestly. My pitch to you is go to the theatre and watch Hamilton. <laughs> I'm and, not pitching. Then I... <laughs> we're going to review both things, it's fine. We're going to review both things, it's fine. But I, I, spent, I've, always, I've always wanted to... I've, I've had it on my list because yes. this, is, this is weird. We're going off now because I've wanted to guess yes. your, your scores. Can oh, I still okay. guess your scores? Yeah, of course you can. At the very least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's fun. Um, <sighs> yeah, I didn't mean to beat you to the I'm punch. I'm stressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, um, and as we come to the end of our podcast recording, we do have to acknowledge the socials because this time I will tell my co-host and friends that it's time to be real. So get out your phone if you want to be real a bit. I beat him to the punch, ladies and gents, and he's he's feeling a way about it. But listen, you can still guess my scores. We can still have a good time. We can do a be real. Um, that's a good one to do. It's more of a selfie, yeah. Um, don't worry, darling. You know that's a that's a that's a thing that just happened. I I I have to take it back. You did. I'm just saying. It's alright. I feel like. I feel like that's such a it's one of those it's so hated on and it's so fun to hate on but like mm. i'm there's sometimes years will go by where like the culture enjoys hating on the thing and only like a small percentage has actually watched the thing so i can hate on it properly i want to mm. be one of those people okay I wanna, I wanna is this gonna be like a the room thing <laughs> Hold on. people room? watch it as a joke i loved room room the room the room 
The one that the Prince Charles do all the time. Oh, the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I don't think it's that. What they were the words that, that I said. <laughs> Those are the ones that you said. But I got very defensive. Brie Larson's so good in room. The room. <laughs> the podcast. The end. Listen, we've, we've been going for uh, a while. Goodbye. Take care. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> um, what else? So, yeah, enjoy. Uh, Christopher's come all the way around to just, okay, Hamilton. Are you going to rewatch it now? How do you feel about this? I don't need to. You're sure? You have all the I've things watched, to say. I've watched that Disney thing a bajillion times. Bajillion? I've the album okay. bajillion times. I've seen it in the theatre. I am... There's not anything you could say about Hamilton. In terms of the know. Disney Plus thing... Yeah. If you actually had to guess a number, I'm very curious, of times you've watched it in full. Four? Minimum four. Could be more. Minimum four. Okay. Just rounding That's up to bajillion. <laughs> We've had everyone great, knows uh, it goes one two three four bajillion something, something bajillion yeah okay well you have plenty something, something. of quotes to choose from for an episode title this week if you want to start um getting involved and um get us on the socials and uh, debate about what you think should have been the title good luck because we're not really active on the socials but we appreciate you regardless um one day we might be active on the socials we also I suddenly got, suddenly got thought. yeah <laughs> So, you have to share the with the group was the, the, the show, if the show title was Big Vagina Ladies Day <laughs> Murder <laughs> it won't be it won't be Big Vagina Ladies it won't be I was proud of last year's one last year's last week's one last week's one was a good one yeah. and uh, I look forward to this week for a bajillion years yeah it's just bajillions of episodes um, <laughs> and we look forward to a bajillion and one next week with your boys reviewing things I think we're still going to keep it to one uh, the thing I pitched he's going to review the thing he pitched I'm going to review but we feel a way about it will that impact the scores find out on the next edition of The Culturella even though I don't sing the other song over the other song come on Jeff the guitars are tinkling we're out of here and for now goodbye take care if you don't like when we misspeak or boost the audio or unpeak the microphones bleed cause they're so cheap we're sorry to your ears if you don't like the intro or the bit in the middle of this outro or if you don't like the whole show question why were you here if you don't like the podcast if you think we both speak too fast too many tangents never stay on task pick up a book instead if you don't like what we recommend if your patience wears thin towards the end if you think you could do better with your friend please go ahead if you don't like this content or like me the word content then please go be more content and never listen to us again